everybody. Welcome to Faith and Fandom Feedback Friday. Uh, as we're going to uh, look over the news from this past week. Um, I am up on Facebook Live if you are there. Uh, if you're listening to this in audio format, um, over on the podcast channel, also up on Instagram. So we're kind of all the places all over right now. So hope you have having a good morning and that things are going well for you in this time. So let's jump right into it. This is the news for this week and it's just some see some stuff that's been going on. The Emmys just happened. Um, and the Emmys, you know, this is award season. So there's a lot of award shows back to back to back. We had the critics choice award. We had the, uh, Golden Globes, the Creative Arts Emmys, and the main Emmys happened this past week. And in that capacity, it's not really different than a lot of the other award shows that have happened recently. Um, the Emmys basically were just the Golden Globes on repeat. Um, some stuff that did happen, Succession won literally all the same awards that it did. Um, Beef got a lot of the same awards. The Bear got a lot of the same awards. Uh, one standout for the Emmys for this year um, is that Elton John officially became an EGOT, so Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. And Elton John got his EGOT for the very first time, so that's a thing. He joins that elusive club of people that have gotten that many awards across that broad spectrum of things. So Elton John got his EGOT. Um, congratulations with that. Some other... Uh, uh, news just in regards of the Emmys. Uh, during a interview at the Emmys or around the Emmys, uh, Joel Joel Hale, um, confirmed that the Community movie is happening, that they've gotten their funding, and uh, now it's just the process of getting everybody together, and um, it's the process of getting everybody together to actually film it. So, according to Joel Hale himself, uh, McHale or I always say his name wrong. I don't know if I've ever actually said his name out loud, so never mind that. Um, he says that the movie is happening, and uh, he took a selfie at the Grant Emmys with uh, Donald Glover and uh, Ken Jong, who are his castmates from Community. So they say that's happening; it's coming. So looking forward to that. I still have two and a half seasons of Community to make it through. Um, that's been the sitcom I've been watching with my oldest daughters recently, and enjoying that process. Uh, as that's gone forward. So community movie is coming. Um, a neat thing is uh, that. Uh, who words Mumford and Sons dropped a new single for the first time in a hot minute. I'm a big fan of Mumford and Sons and uh, they dropped a song called Good People uh, with Pharrell producing it which definitely gives it a distinctive vibe compared to other Mumford and Sons songs and I will say after listening to the song a couple times back to back it sounds like an Adele song not a Mumford and Sons song I'm not saying that uh that's a negative but I'm saying you can tell that there's a distinct vibe difference and this feels like Pharrell produced this for Adele and she didn't want it and so Mumford and Sons took it I don't think that's the case but it has that vibe. It has um, that going on with it. Um, so 
Just just saying. If you're a Mumford and Sons song fan, you can find that song everywhere that's Mumford. You can stream music. Mumford and Sons, good people. It is a bop. It is fun to see. Uh so yeah, there's that. And uh Hogwarts uh Legacy officially became the best selling game of 2023. Uh after all the numbers are in, it looked like Call of Duty uh three um was going to take that prize but hogwarts beat it out so that is the thing uh hogwarts legacy is officially the best-selling game 2023 and i think that kind of comes as a shock because a lot of 2023 started out with uh gamers and people in nerd culture calling for a ban of the game and in that capacity you know seeing that it became the seller that it is um it's surprising and i feel honestly that there were probably a fair amount of people that were hesitant to pick up the game initially because it had been called for as a ban and so it actually coming that far was kind of surprising so congratulations to the development team of hogwarts legacy and i'm pretty sure we're going to see more harry potter games in the future because of that um and a that's not like good news, but just saying um, Snoop Dogg's oldest or not oldest, but Snoop Dogg has a 24 year old daughter who suffered a massive stroke um, and which was, you know, obviously not something they were aware of was going to happen. And that came as a great surprise. But um, the young lady suffered a massive stroke. She lived through it um, and, you know, she's being treated in that process. That just seems like a heavy thing and she made the statement what did she do in her life to deserve this which is a a fit like you know we understand that statement is when things are that hard and that painful we want to know why it happened to us um so if you're a praying person i recommend pray for them and you know because it's obviously a young lady that's got some some pain and some sadness associated with what she's gone through so if you uh our praying person, pray for them. Um, in other music-related news, uh, Madonna has been sued by two gentlemen for a concert in December starting late. That's correct. Um. There was a concert in December and the start time was scheduled for 8 p.m. And apparently Madonna did not take the stage until 1045. And so she is being sued for the concert starting late. And because they had to get up early for work the next day. I, I would like to sue people for not being able to see over people at concerts um, because I'm short. Or they're not being short standy risers for short people or something. But I've never once thought of suing because a concert was late. But apparently that's a thing you can do. And so Madonna is currently being sued for this process. Um, bouncing back just to awards real quick. Scott, the new Scott Pilgrim anime, um, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, is, uh, yeah, for real. <laughs> she, uh, she got sued for being late. Um, for the concert, um, Scott Pilgrim takes off won the Critics Choice Award for Best Animated New Series, which I love Scott Pilgrim. And I know that there are people that weren't fans of 
how little Scott was in it, but literally all the title Scott Pilgrim takes off. It was in the title that he was going to be gone. Um, so Scott Pilgrim takes off is officially uh, an award winner for Critics' Choice Award. Uh, Better Call Saul in terms of uh, award season as well. Better Call Saul was nominated for 53 Emmys over the course of its series. 53. That's a lot of Emmy nominations, but it holds a record for being nominated so many times and not winning a single one. So out of all the Emmy nominations that uh, Better Call Saul received, all 53, it did not win a single Emmy. Uh, and that's heartbreaking. Um, Todd Turner um, says that he never saw Saul. I will say this. Um, Better Call Saul is not only a good prequel to Breaking Bad, um, it's better written than Breaking Bad. Um a lot of the performances are deeper and everything in better call Saul makes everything in breaking bad better. Um, you get great, like it centers around, uh, Mike. Um, yeah, it does sound like Leo or yeah. In that capacity. Um, Steven, but better call Saul is a masterpiece. I will dare say, and it deserves a lot of Emmys. I meant, Bob Odenkirk literally had a heart attack and still kept going, um, making the show. And I think it was a fantastic show, but to get nominated for 53 Emmys and not win a single one, that's, that's a lot of stuff to go through in that capacity. Um, but better call Saul finished out its run. That's also like a Steve Carell never winning an Emmy for Michael Scott. Um, I find that heartbreaking and sad that that would be the case, that he would go that far and do so much and come out without ever actually winning a full Emmy in that way. Um, but Better Call Saul <laughs> has officially been robbed. Um, and, you know, we're on the other side of that now. It's over. Um, but that so far completes the uh, Breaking Bad universe of Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, El Camino, as the three pieces that function together, but on the same breath, Giancarlo Esposito, who plays Gus Fring, um, is publicly stating that he would like a spinoff series for Gus, something that travels between the time of Better Call Saul or prior all the way up through Breaking Bad. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito wants his own series deeply exploring Gus. And I'll say Gus Fring had a better run and better call Saul than he did in Breaking Bad. Um, so just saying they're having those discussions um, on people who did and didn't get shows. Um, I'm not going to say her name right, but uh, the young lady who played She-Hulk slash Jennifer Walters slash who was the main actress on the show. Um, I forgot the show there. The show that lady that played She-Hulk had that where she played like a bajillion clones of herself. It was great. Um, man, I've got like a Funko pop of uh, one of the characters and I can't remember the name of the show. Either way, uh, the lady that played She-Hulk had a show. Um, go Steven, do your adulting, man. Um, the lady that played She-Hulk had a show where she played like, literally a dozen clones of herself but either way um in an interview this week she was asked if uh there would be more she hulk coming as a series and that is official no 
um, regardless of critical reception, they drastically overshot their budget and Marvel looked at it and said that it was not worth it. Orphan Black. Thank you, Todd Turner. Uh, Orphan Black is the name of the show. And Orphan Black is a masterpiece in itself. Um, that lady literally plays a dozen versions of the same character and they're all drastically different and it's a masterclass in acting. Um, but uh, during the interview, she said that She-Hulk just absolutely wrecked their budget and it went over budget and it cost too much. And so She-Hulk will not be returning as a series simply for the fact that it costs too much money to make as a show. So they said that that is out in that capacity. Um, some other entertainment ish news. Uh, Polly Shore, uh, you know, the wheeze of 90s fame, the guy who, uh, Leaning Tower of Cheesa from a goofy movie and Encino Man and all the other 90s comedies, Biodome and such. Um, Polly Shore has made a short film about Richard Simmons called Court Jester where he is playing Richard Simmons. Uh, now, because of the reception of Court Jester, uh, he is going to be headlining a biopic on Richard Simmons um, moving forward. Richard Simmons also has come out this week to say he did not authorize, nor does he approve of this movie being made. But it's happening. So if you said you wanted to start this year out with Polly Shore playing Richard Simmons, you now have your wish. And that is absolutely a possibility for you to see coming forward in the future. Biopics get made all the time without consent, um, but it makes a big difference when they do have consent. Um, also, uh, if you are unaware and I haven't already mentioned, Timothy Chalamet is going to be playing Bob Dylan in an upcoming biopic. I'm very vested in that just because I love Bob Dylan and uh, I don't hate Timothy Chalamet. So we'll see where that goes and how it turns out in that capacity, because it could be pretty fun. Um, but Timothy Chalamet will be playing Bob Dylan. Um, let's see where else we're we at. A new video game was announced this uh, recent week time where uh, it is Indiana Jones and the, uh, great circle. So if you wanted an Indiana Jones video game to be able to enjoy the life of Indy, uh, that is officially coming and it is coming for all your major platforms and everything. And, uh, Troy Baker, who voiced Joel in the last of us and many other games, Troy Baker is going to be playing Indy in that role. So I don't know. Um, the last, Things that we've seen in terms of Indiana Jones have not been well-received. Um, Crystal Skull, uh, Dial of Destiny, things like that. I don't know if we're burned out. I don't know what the cultural reception is. But uh, Indiana Jones is getting its game adaptation. Not necessarily an adaptation of a different story, but I, you know, how well it will be received is, you know, we'll find out. I'll probably play it, but it's also not like at the top of my list to be able to check that out um, in this capacity. Uh, in just some world news stuff, there are two brand new species of dinosaurs discovered in China this past week. Uh, there are three large dinosaur fossils found in China. 
and two of them were for species that don't already exist. And so, you know, if you want to dig into that a little bit more, paleontology is your jam. Uh, there are two new sets of dinosaurs for us to look at uh, coming forward in terms of science history past and things like that. So that's that's a fun thing. Godzilla D and D Mecha Godzilla. Thank you, Mark. Right. Um, yes, we're getting we're getting we're getting new that. And I heard Monarch was really good. Um, yeah, I got you, Todd. Todd Turner said Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla. Thank you, Monarch. Um, I've heard Monarch was really good. I've not watched it um, just because I canceled my Apple subscription after Ted Lasso. Um, but my daughter got it recently or to watch Spirited and the Hannah Waddington Christmas special. Um, so there's that. There's also a science baking show on Apple starring Brie Larson. That's very, very smart and uh, witty. Also stars Rain Wilson. Um, and I walked in on some of that. I don't even know the full title of it, but it was very witty and very smart. Um, so that's the thing. And if y'all weren't aware, there is a cruise that is going on uh, across the seas right now. That is a nine month long cruise. It costs $60,000 to go on. And you basically live on the cruise for the better part of a year. Uh, the cruise ship is flooding. Not like all the way, but there's water getting into the ship from storms and waves. So these people that are stuck on this cruise ship, you know, respectively for almost a year, are already dealing with flooding and other trauma that's happening with that. So uh, that's fun. And some other news just in random uh, shenanigans that are happening. Uh, a car accident happened in Florida this past week where a car flipped over on the interstate and a woman was trapped by her airbag in the vehicle. And she was rescued by Hulk Hogan. Yes, Hulk Hogan, interstate rescuer. Hulk Hogan just happened to be in the car with his wife behind the car that flipped. And when the car flipped, he and a friend hopped out and rescued the young lady. And he states that he did not have a knife to be able to puncture the airbag. So he punctured the airbag with, hold on, I want to say the name correctly. Um his Indian Rocks Church ink pen. You know, like the ink pens they give you at church, like with their name on it. Uh, he had been to a church uh, service at some point and got an ink pen from a church. And so he punctured this lady's airbag with a random church pen that he had gotten from attending a church. So church merch saves lives, guys. That's important. Make sure when you're designing your church merch, you say... Will this pen withstand stabbing an airbag on the interstate? Because if not, we need to redesign it. Keep that in mind for all of your church merch. Um, other random entertainment news. Um, uh, he did a podcast late where he talks about attending this church regularly. That's really cool. Uh, Todd points out that you know he's attending this this church specifically regularly, so that's pretty neat. Um, the the. The church that I work with at one point had someone like arrested wearing one of the free shirts we gave out. So less positive advertising. Um, but yeah, 
So uh, Hulk Hogan did that. Kanye West also made some news this past week. Surprise, surprise. Um, one, he had his teeth uh, removed by the report I read, and he had titanium dentures involved, installed. And they have like almost vampire-like teeth points. Um, you can you can look up a picture of uh, this grill. But he had his teeth removed and titanium dentures installed. Uh, after that, he made a 40-minute apology video apologizing for his comments of uh, race and religion in the past recent while that uh, got him into trouble. Um, I've, By some people's accounts, the apology was incoherent and not didn't really seem genuine. If you care to look that up, you can do that. But he made a full 40-minute uh, apology video for those things if you want to check that out. Um, so that's an interesting thing. And then uh, also, uh, during all the award season hubbub that's been happening lately, uh, Juno Temple, who uh, plays uh, Keeley Jones and Ted Lasso and also plays uh, Dorothy Lyon on this season of... Fargo, which just ended this past week, Dorothy Lyon was at, or Juno Temple was doing a red carpet event, uh, being asked questions about Fargo and Ted Lasso and things like that. And her interview got crashed by Lenny Kravitz because he was a fan. And so he interrupted uh, her interview just to say how much he loved her and her performances and her character and her acting in general. And um, but he just walked up to, in, to interrupt the interview by saying, hi, I'm Lenny. And, you know, and then they just started laughing like like we don't know who you are. And so they had this sweet moment between the two of them where they were just enjoying being starstruck by each other. And so it's a really sweet moment. Uh, if you care to look at you can find it on TikTok, Instagram, wherever else. But I just I thought it was a sweet moment. And it was fun to see. So that happened. And, you know, it's nice to know that we're that even celebrities get excited about people and on getting excited about Ted Lasso actors. Uh, it was just announced this week that uh, Phil Dunster, uh, who plays Jamie Tart on Ted Lasso, will be at Galaxy Con Richmond, which is a show I'm attending in two months. So we get a main character in Ted Lasso uh, for the first time at one of the Galaxy Con events. Uh, to my knowledge, this is one of the first uh, Ted Lasso appearances at a Comic-Con uh, coming up, and I'm very excited about that. What's up, Ryan? Good to see you, dude. Um, so Phil Dun Dunster, Jamie Tart will be attending Galaxy Con Richmond. I'll be there doing uh, my booth and hopefully Geek Church. Um, Uh, Todd Turner says he made a statement on the Emmys. Was it the final season? Question mark. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of speculation, and I, I'm i totally down with a Ted Lasso spinoff simply because I enjoyed the quality it brought to my life. But at the same time, I don't want to keep digging or uh, desecrate the ending of where that went. So... Nerdy Cantina Live, Saturday at 7 p.m. Talking Star Wars. Sweet, Ryan. Thank you for sharing that, dude. That's really cool. Um, 
And so, yeah. What kind of Star Wars are you talking about? Uh, that's the question. But it's I, with Ted Lasso, I'm genuinely I'm OK with where it ended. And if there comes more, I would just want to make sure it's done well. And on things that ended and things being done well, uh, Greg Daniels, all things Star Wars, Ryan says, cool. Um, Greg Daniels says that he is in the process of pinning a office sequel and office sequel. Um, that it will in no way be a reboot, but it would be a continuation of their um, uh, it will be a further continuation of the office universe. He compared it to being an office version of the Mandalorian where it's a new story taking place in an existing universe. So whether that means we're getting to see Michael Scott raising his teenage children or, you know, Jim and Pam running their things, who knows what's going to happen. But Greg Daniels says he is pinning it and uh, that it's going to be a thing. Now, I don't know if we need an Office sequel. I know that The Office is still one of the most watched um, uh Ryan's dropping Ted Lasso quotes over in Instagram. I know that The Office is uh, one of the most watched things still on repeat. I have friends that watch it constantly. I've watched it a handful of times. Um, <laughs> um, Todd Turner's dropping up Michael Scott's uh, email. That's inappropriate for me to say on a live stream. Um, but the off I don't know if we need more office. Will I watch it? Yes. Um, will I watch it in fear? Yes. And so that's the thing. If we if this office sequel slash not reboot happens, we'll we'll see where it goes with that. Um other entertainment news. Let's see, make sure I'm not missing anything else. Um did you, did you. uh there is a new anime uh that is dropping uh that is Dungeons and Dining. It's basically your typical anime cooking show, but set in the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, Emily Rudd, who plays Nami on the live action version of One Piece, is involved with it. Um, and so if you are at all interested in cooking animes or Dungeons and Dragons, I definitely think you should probably check this out. Um, I watched just a clip of it and it looked interesting. I do plan to actually watch the series um, myself. Um, other new drops. Uh, if you have been part of the con circuit or the nerd world for a while, uh, there has been a YouTube show slash short slash whatever uh, for a while now called Has Been Hotel. And um, I only know it from cosplayers and people at cons and when I would do like sketches at my table, people would ask me to draw characters from the show. Um, but it basically is about a hotel in hell. And uh, it's finally gotten an actual pickup and it's on Amazon now. So has been hotel is finally actually been giving. I just based on the fact how many people I've seen enjoy it. I know it's a hotel about hell, but like people have really cared about it existing and uh it's on amazon now as well with that and uh speaking of moderately sketchy things in terms of faith and spiritual concepts uh 
the book of clarence which i when i'm done doing this live i'm going to record a full review of the book of clarence um for the podcast uh but the book of clarence uh is not a box office success in terms of how things went this past um Todd, uh, you, you're going to want to listen to this podcast because I have lots of things to say about the book of clearance. Um, but it was not a box office success um, in its opening week so far. Uh, the book of clearance, which is the sequel uh, outing of James Seymour, not a sequel to, but it is a it is his secondary outing um, from the Harder They Fall, which was the Netflix original. Um Book of Clarence is his sophomore follow-up project, and it is a biblical epic about a man named Clarence who is around at the same time as Jesus and all the things that go into that. Um, and I will say this, and you can listen to the podcast for more information just because I don't want to spend all my time on that, but they were way more respectful with Jesus than I anticipated. Um, and the heart of the message. So just to throw it out at you, but it was not a success financially. It, uh, book of clearance had a $40 million budget, not to include its advertising budgets. Um, and in its first week out, it made $3 million. And that's, you know, to be in the single millions on a $40 million budget. Yes. It made 10, it barely, it didn't make 10% of its budget back. Um, does not look good for uh, it in terms of financial success. However, Mean Girls uh, did pretty well at the box office, um, financially being number one in the box office in that capacity. Um, so there's that. On a couple new comic book things, um, just to point out, on the current run of Daredevil, uh, in this capacity, uh, this is issue five that just dropped recently. And uh, Daredevil has had a new writer since Chip Zdarsky has gone over to do um, Batman. And he's also doing some other things. In fact, yeah, the other book I'm going to tell you about is Chip Zdarsky. Chip Zdarsky did Daredevil forever. and um, But this new run has officially come out uh, revealing this week that it's going to be a story arc where the people in Matt Murdock's lives are possessed by the seven deadly sins and he has to basically exercise them and get to the root of the demonic presence in his life um and so this issue issue five featured uh she hulk being possessed by the seven deadly sin or the seven deadly sins gluttony um which by the way seven deadly sins are not actually something um that's biblical um but you know rock on uh but that's the arc it's going to go with and this this five issues that have uh existed so far have been full of scripture quotes um not necessarily in context or properly used but full of scripture quotes um but this was an interesting issue uh literally was mostly uh she hulk dragging matt murdoch around the city making him eat too much before he realized that she was possessed by gluttony interesting read um and then there is a new uh, series that started this week um, called Avengers Twilight, which actually has a Twilight joke on the variant cover. Um, but Avengers Twilight uh, 
takes place in a world um it is very it is it is marvel beating the dead horse that they do but this actually feels like a pretty good iteration this is nothing we haven't seen before this is old man logan uh this is you know the stories of revisiting um an elderly version of characters in the future and the storyline happened basically there was an h day where uh he being a hero became outlawed very much civil war the comics very much uh you know something we've seen before with old name logan and other stories um but basically being a hero has been outlawed and tony stark's son is uh kind of an antagonist of it um there's it, the world's under martial law there's curfew you can't record anything and all the heroes are elderly, like Matt Murdock, Luke Cage are all elderly. Um, somehow in the process, uh, Steve Rogers had the super serum removed from his body, and he's just an elderly aging man. Um, and basically, it's a cry to, hey, we need you to come back because we need heroes. So it's going to be a fight the power, anti-establishment, old heroes, senior citizens coming back to fight. So Avengers Twilight is, you know, I'll say this out of the new Marvel books I've read recently, it's one of the more interesting ones. There's also a new amazing Sp or uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, which has a similar vibe to it of where somebody stopped all the heroes from coming to be. And Peter Parker gets bit by the spider in his 40s or late 30s instead of as a teenager. Um, and there's one issue out of that. So if you're interested in Spider-Man, that wasn't a bad read. I really did enjoy that. I don't know if I'll keep going, but I did enjoy Ultimate Spider-Man number one. But these two were definitely fun. And uh, last one that I was just going to share with you is um, uh, Alan Richson. Um, uh, Todd Turner says that he really enjoyed Ultimate Spider um, until Hickman leaves um yeah so there alan richson who is the star of reacher um he's also was aquaman in smallville he was Raphael in the kind of ugly turtles sequels movies where they were giants um he was hawk on titans um, and I honestly think that was one of the best performances that I've seen was Hawk's performance in Titans, but I digress. Um, Alan Richson, uh, is also one of the front runners to be Batman in the new James Gunn DC universe. And I, I really do hope that happens. I truly hope that comes to fruition because I will be a thousand percent satisfied with that. Plus at that point, I feel like. Batman could beat up Superman because <laughs> Alan is a giant compared to the guy who's playing Superman. Um, but anyway, Alan Richson uh, had some backlash this week because um, he's appearing in a Christian film coming up called Ordinary Angels. And I think I've mentioned it here before. Uh, he's going to be appearing in Ordinary Angels, which is a Christian film um, also starring Hillary Swank. It looks like to be a tearjerker and it's really beautiful. Um, the story, I think it's going to be a great thing. And um, he's been very positive in terms of spiritual encouragement um, and Christianity lately and his stuff with that. Um, he got some hatred slash backlash slash criticism uh, from, as he put, Christians. Um, 
who said that he should not be playing Reacher if he's a believer. And um wanted to read you some of his response to that um, because, you know, it was this. He says, I love playing Reacher. I love telling the story. I love playing a character who creates a kind of moral ambiguity that we should struggle against as we consider whether or not what he's doing is good or at the time morally right. But it's funny to me how a lot of people criticize me, supposed Christians especially, criticize me for playing Reacher as if the TV as if the only TV should that should exist is seeing people silently folding their hands in the pew of a church. I mean, what kind of stories are we supposed to tell? Uh, he goes on to say, um, uh, we see miracles and magic. We see life and resurrections and death. We see the incredible canvas where God is completely unafraid to tell the story of who he is through less than morally ambiguous characters through pure evil sometimes. Um, he finds it laughable, the criticism he receives. Um, uh, he says that he hopes that through the, his role, he might be able to help someone that's lost or struggling find the same way his faith led him to a place of surrender and hope. Richard pointed out, Richson pointed out in Genesis 1, 1 through 2, in the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness and over the surface of the deep, and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. You know, he says... Uh, and Richson, like any uh, young Bible preacher or uh, theologian, Richson then goes to quote Hebrew and tell you what the Hebrew word means. Um, he says that uh, according to the act of the Hebrew word for formless empty meant wild and waste, um, that he uh, God created the Garden of Eden and humankind beginning an epic saga of love out of the wild and waste. Uh, it's a uh, that God is a good creator and that out of the wild, the waste, the empty of your life, he can create a garden if you let him. Um, and Richardson just goes on. So if you want to find this interview, it's on YouTube, it's on TikTok. Um, but he he's just really encouraging with this. He says, I hope if you haven't confronted that question, that the conversation helps you to do it sooner. Do you want to be the God? Do you want to be the God of emptiness, wild and waste? Or do you want to be a servant in the garden? Um He's been all these other things, but he he just goes on to give a positive, encouraging interview with this and just kind of clap back at people that criticize him for being in that role. So Alan Richardson, I met him at Galaxy Con Richmond maybe two years ago, and he was a delightful and encouraging human in the time I met him. So if you just want to see a mainstream actor talking about his faith, um, look up his interview. It's on YouTube. It's on TikTok and those things like that. So. This has been Faith and Fandom Feedback Friday. Um, that's about all the news stuff that I've got for you. Um, just stuff that I've been seeing this week. And uh, also, just throw out my friend Chris Poyer, um, who does the Pull List podcast with me and um, a million other things. He runs Columbus Got Game, um, a, an outreach center in Columbus, Georgia, where kids can play video games and find community, Dungeons and Dragons, etc., Chris uh, just opened a restaurant this week in Columbus, Georgia called Bites and Brews. Uh, their yesterday was their grand opening. And um, so next week, hopefully, God willing, um, I'm going to road trip over to Columbus, Georgia uh, to go support his restaurant and also check out Columbus Got Game and do that. Um, so if I'm not here Friday, it's because I'm on the road, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, but I'm excited for him with that. And so 
it's pretty cool. They did their ribbon cutting of the uh, grand opening. They had the mayor cut the ribbon with Narsal, um, the sword from uh, from uh, Lord of the Rings, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, so going to check that out. But also, as always, want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters um, for just supporting and being amazing. Jamie Montgomery, Matthew Coleman, Jonathan Herman, uh, Ron Petit, Tesh Norton, Scott Ward, Alicia Benson, Candace Davis, Jay Sheed, Jillian, Jason Crutchfield, Mike Turner, Todd Turner, uh, John Jacobs, Zach Harris, Caleb Grimm, Jeanette Skaggs, Chris Boyer, Jason Bullock, Christina Ray, Sarah Lewis, Patrick Gale, Rebecca Godlove, and Adam Davis. Thank you all for being uh, such amazing supporters and encouraging the way that you do. Uh, we have shows coming up and i'm starting to get excited for stuff starting to get things prepared making new candles waiting on new books to come out um so there's stuff coming up i look forward to that um i'm about to go record the podcast review of the book of clearance and basically next week starts uh podcast season back to normal podcasting I've been off for christmas break um so uh the pull is podcast will be coming back uh, my podcast with love thy nerd will be coming back um, I'm also doing an episode of the Bible Thump for LTN um, and got some cool stuff coming up. So look forward to seeing you. So thank you all for taking time to listen, for just being part of this. And I hope that you have a great morning. See you later.